today I wanted to talk to you guys about what helps me nourish my mind, body, and soul. So, what? <laughs> do I have two voices? Yes, you do. I thought, what better way to do this podcast than have my twin sister, my womb mates, my soul sister, my other half, my my Don't. peas in my pod. My peas, my, my other pea in my pod. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> wait, I'm the other pea. I'm the smaller pea, but that sounded bitchy. It just meant like we came out of the womb. I was the smaller pea. Really? I thought, Bro, yes, I was like four pounds and you were like eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, you were five. No, I was five, you were six. Oh, okay. Well, that explains because I'm taller. Yeah. Anyways... Today we are going to be talking about, well, I already said it, what nurses are mind, body, and soul, and I thought I was going to, can you put your glass down a little lighter? <laughs> Stop it. I was going to ask you some questions about, you know, just our mental health journey, spiritual journey. Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Guys, she's joking. Well, not really. Okay, like, that was sarcasm, sarcasm, but for, like, Literally, our freshman year in college, we were sitting, we're juniors, by the way, we were sitting trying to record an episode together, but we were just fighting too much, so we've really come a long way. Bitch, okay? that was like two days ago. We tried recording <laughs> oh, yeah. two days ago, and we were fighting too much. <laughs> but we also did it on the terrace of the Bone Center. Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, so I'm going to jump into the mind. How has your mental health changed from high school to college, and what was holding you back? Well, I definitely still struggle with this, but... In high school, I cared a lot about what people thought about me, and I feel like that was holding me back from being myself, and then when I got to college, I just realized, like, I feel like I realized it more and more, but nothing and nobody matters. I know this wasn't part of the question, but, like, throughout my path of, like, being more comfortable with myself, I've noticed that, like, fear holds me back a lot, like, fear of failure. I struggle with that a lot. But in, but in high school, it was about, like, the status. I feel like that's everyone in high school. I mean, the evolution of how someone changes after high school usually goes up drastically because you're stuck in this little bubble of, what, like 2,000 people at our high school, yeah. and everyone cares what they think. There's, like, the popular group, which I never understood, like, why there was, like, a popular group. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. what about you? Oh, yeah, the, the same thing, just, like honestly not caring what people think like really knowing that the people close to me are the only ones that matter like I used to care what people I would see in the hallway would think like why like that's wasting so much energy and I would be putting my head in my phone walking through oh my god same now when I'm walking through campus I feel like guilty when I even look down at my phone me too I'm like wait I don't want to be like looked at as like someone that does that but I don't think people look like, I, I, I do. I know, but I, how many other people think like us? Yeah, right. Like, I, I literally walk through campus, and I get sad when I see people doing that, because I'm like, no, like, look up, like, enjoy life, like, look what's going on. There's so much to look at, especially in, like, the quad. There's just so much action going on. It's so entertaining. But freshman year of high school, I remember I was so insecure that I had my iPad, and I would walk in the hallway with my iPad. What? Yes. Yes. What? Yes. I mean, I probably did that too, but that's just crazy to think about. I know. And like, I, like, that's. What? Yeah. Yeah. Come along. What? Growth. Growth. What activities do you do daily that improve your mental health? Okay. I have a little planner and there's like three main things I do throughout my day. 
just three little steps. One is make my bed. Simple, but it really like starts your day off. My second one is to read or journal for like a little bit. I've noticed that when I get my thoughts down on the paper, it just like I process it better. I feel lighter. Um, and then the third one was to go to the gym. So the gym always makes me feel better. I don't know about you guys, but I just feel so much like stronger mentally and physically after going to the gym. Yeah, I agree. I feel like working out, even though it's good physically, it's also really good mentally. Um, what were some habits that you were doing that correlated to your mental health declining? So, I was just writing about this the other day about how, okay, when I go out too much, like, I feel like I can only go out like once a week. But I usually feel like drained the next day and like it literally throws off my whole day. So definitely spacing, going out, and then going on like TikTok or social media. Like, mm -hmm. dude, like, I don't know, like the other, like last week I found myself going on TikTok a lot. And it was honestly, I was learning some like interesting facts because my For You page has a lot of like stuff that I'm interested in. But I can like feel like a different vibe, like an, a different energy when I'm like on TikTok a lot. And... I was trying to think because when I was a senior in high school, I was really into TikToks and making TikToks, and I almost like feel like my senior year high school self when I'm on TikTok, and that's just not who I am anymore. So it like brings me back to that. Yeah, that's what definitely that's what I was thinking too. Like I, when I go on social media now, I feel like it's only to post. Like I don't even want to scroll. I it's like not, why why do people care about other people's lives? Yeah, that's what I've really learned is like I don't want to indulge in looking at these people's lives when I don't know anything about them. Like I just want to put all the focus in my life. And also like with the going out, like I don't really like going out anymore, but it's like the drinking also makes me feel really drained the next day. Like if I drink, I'm like sad the next day. Like that's not something that I want to do. And I mean, I don't really enjoy drinking period, but that can definitely influence like a spiral, you know? Okay, so I want to go into the body now. When did you start your workout journey and was the reason you started working out the same reason you continue to work out now? Oh, that's a good question. So, I don't think so, but I started my workout journey, I'd say probably my sophomore year of high school. And I'm pretty sure I started it because I did not like my body. Like, I truly don't remember how I felt. I have progress pictures saved from when I was a sophomore in high school, and honestly, I was a little overweight. Like, in my opinion, I was, so I, I can't imagine feeling comfortable in my own body at that time. So I remember me and Isabella would, like, go to my dad's apartment gym, and we would look up, like, ab YouTube videos and literally butt YouTube videos with no weights, and, like, I yeah. would do it for months, and I wouldn't see a difference. And So I started, like, educating myself more on how to, like, actually see a difference. Like, that's what I was so, yeah, wow. That's what I was so focused on. I just remember like always Googling and I and I still do, but now when I Google questions, it's about like nutrition or like literally how to be stronger. But now I work out because it's just like integrated in like who I am. And obviously like I, I see differences, so I wanna keep seeing differences. So I keep working out. And now if I don't work out, I literally can like feel it on my body. Like I feel gross. Mm -hmm. Like you literally need to like move yeah. to get that like stagnant energy. That was kind of the same for me. I remember we would, you know, go to dad's apartment gym and do ab videos, 
Chloe Ting. Shout out Chloe Ting. But, you know, we never used weight in the beginning. I think I really started, we probably started around the same time, probably, like, really getting into it, like, sophomore year of high school. And, yeah, same with you. I wanted to start seeing a difference. And I wanted to, you know, I was really insecure about my body, just really, you know, did not like what I saw in the mirror. And that's sad to think about because no matter what stage of your progress you're at, it's really key to love and accept yourself. But, you know, I was young and I didn't understand that. So I am glad that I did turn to working out to fix that instead of other routes. But, you know, then end of high school, I remember I got into this weight class. It was junior or senior year. And that really motivated me to start lifting. And, you know, now we're avid lifters and we're constantly going to the gym and it just makes me feel so good and so strong and I can recommend working out slash weightlifting to everyone. Weightlifting is definitely a different route. That's when you want to see your body transform into, you know, a different body than what you previously had. But even just working out cardio is so good for your heart and I think the reason now is the same thing that you said, which was well, I've already been doing it that I just want to keep doing it because I feel so good because I leave the gym feeling so great and it just changes my day around and I just feel so much more self-love with myself. What keeps you motivated? Definitely seeing my progress. Like even at the beginning of this year, like my junior year of college, like I just feel like I'm evolving so much at such a quick speed because I'm putting in the work my bad seeing how far i've come and what keeps me motivated is where i want to be one day and i'm not there right now so i'm gonna keep going Mm -hmm. and i think it's we got to make it clear that motivation isn't always there and it's discipline that keeps you going oh truly like obviously there's so many days where we wake up and you know we're not in the mood to go to the gym but it's also so cool because when that happens and you go those are some of the best workouts, you know, and you leave feeling so glad you went yeah. and you just really ought to push through that little edge where it's like, oh, I don't want to go, but you know that you should and, you know, you'll do so much better. Like if you want that dream body, you're going to have to go through <coughs> things that you don't want to do to get there. Same with anything in life. Like I read a quote, the things that cause you pleasure will bring you pain tomorrow. Yeah, that's good. That's a lot of things. Even, like, I don't know why this came to mind, but, like, in high school or, you know, even today's, I don't, you know, I have a boyfriend, but hookups, you know, you want to do it right now, but then tomorrow you're, like, feeling like shit, like, why did I do that, Who, you know? It's, it, it happens with a lot of things. That's a really good quote. What is your relationship to food? Oh, God. Why are you throwing that at me? Sometimes I feel like I abuse food and like I've been trying to like it's a very common thing to abuse yeah but I don't know like I just find myself I feel awkward like do you want me to talk about mine first yeah well definitely in the past I would go through like binge like periods I wouldn't say I was a binge eater I wouldn't label label myself as that because that is such a big title But of course, like many people do, when you are feeling uncomfortable within, you're going to resort to food because it is something that you can control. And, you know, even like feeling stressed about something, I can catch myself just like eating so much to, you know, feel better. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. And 
even just talking about it, like when I hear people online talking about it, it makes me feel so much better because it's like, oh, okay, they do that too. Like it's normal-ish. It's obviously something that you want to control and know that you're doing. It's, you know, it could potentially hurt you, but it's definitely, it's definitely a common way to cope. But mine's not even, like, coping. It's, like, because it tastes so good. Yeah. It's like, about, like, control. It's literally, like, the quote I said earlier, the things that bring you pleasure will bring you pain tomorrow because I always wake up. Like, okay, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I get high or drunk, like, at the end of the night, I think we all can relate. Like, we go to food. But the thing is, I smoke a lot. And so at the end of the night when I'm laying in bed and have nothing to, like, do that's just where my brain goes to and it's like it's always at night when I'm no well even throughout the day sometimes I think about food like Mm -hmm. I don't know dude last night I took a binge eating test and it said I'm like severe so I'm like really scared I'm really scared at that but like I don't know because last night like I had a whole bowl of pasta and then cereal and I woke up this morning like feeling like so bad about myself but it was literally like five minutes of pleasure And I feel like even that comment, like, feeling bad about yourself, it's like, if you're going to do it, you might as well not feel bad about yourself. You might as well be like, I did it. Now, like, why not just be better next time? Like, because I, okay, that is something I really need to work on, and I'm getting upset almost at myself, because since Monday, ooh, I guess I did make it a week, I, I told myself that I would stick, maybe this is an unhealthy way of doing it, but I do count calories, and I've noticed that if I stay under 2,000, like, I feel a lot better about myself. And I can still be full and give my body the nutrients it needs under 2,000 calories. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they, they say, like, around 2,000 is healthy. And for people that go to the gym, it could be over 2,000. But for me, I don't need – I need, like, maybe 1,700. And so yesterday, like, I was keeping tallies all week because I have an issue with saying, quote, unquote, starting now, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it, and I always do it. That's probably a common theme for a lot yeah. of people. But – this week I actually stayed under my calorie limit and I, I felt good. Like I wasn't going to the fridge at night or if I did it was to grab an apple or something like really small. But last night I like broke it. So then today I woke up and I was like okay I'm not going to eat till like I'm actually really really hungry. Which may be like a little unhealthy but I don't think it is. Like I'm not hungry. I'm not no truly. Eat. And like also you know have you ever caught yourself just trying to finish something but you're like not. Yes. Yeah. So that's in front of my face. Yeah and that's something that I've come to realize is like when I'm full like let me just save this for later I'm gonna enjoy it later yeah but also just like taking deep breaths like before and while you're eating just to really like anchor in stay present while you're eating because it could be such a action that you kind of like lose your mind in because you know your your brain is only thinking about how it tastes or like what you're doing while you're eating you know so many people like watch things while they're eating and then they just keep eating and you see that advertisement on YouTube where it's like oh my brain wants to eat more when I'm watching TV while eating. Like, it's a scientific thing that... And also, just... I feel like you... I even see you trying to work on it. Like, putting your retainer in at night. Brushing your teeth so you don't eat you later. Tell me. Oh, I you tell, tell me. Or, like, you know, chewing gum so yeah. you don't eat. Like, there are things that you can try to implement so you don't eat. Well, I was going to say we both work with food. Like, we're both in the restaurant industry. And I work at Olive Garden. So it's all pasta, breadstick, salad, whatever. And so at work, croutons. Like, the croutons are so easy to just grab. And, like, it's, like, one crouton you think. But I literally, it adds up. Mm-hmm. So I started wearing my retainer at work, and it, like, really, really helps. Like, dude, even the jalapeno peppers. Like, oh. bro, I fucking, like, no. Like, it's just... 
when food is accessible and free, like a buffet or something, I'm like, it like lights me up, bro. And like that is not something I want. I, I struggle with that too at work when everything's free in there. Yeah, and like the bread is so good. Like it's it's really hard sometimes. And I'll have some nights where I'm like literally binge eating at work and that's not good. I don't want to continue that, but it's all a work in progress and you know we're aware of it and that's like that's like the first step. Yeah, that's the first step is realizing that you want to change and realizing that your actions you don't feel good with your actions, you know? Well, I know for the most part, we both do eat pretty healthy, you know? Oh, for sure. We, we're in the gym. So how do you balance eating healthy while also eating what you want? Well, for me, is like I like healthy foods. Like, my ideal breakfast is, like, avocado toast and eggs. And, like, that's healthy. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, we're, we grew up eating, like, really healthy. And I think that definitely helped with the fact that we like vegetables and shit so much. But, for instance, like, I don't carry, like chips in my cabinet but I re I'm a very big salt person so to answer your question I don't know like if I go out maybe I'll treat myself to like like say I'm going on a road trip I'll treat myself to a bag of cheeses or something but I don't keep it in the house yeah and I don't really find myself craving it that much like I think it's better if I had it in the house I know I would not have self-control I think it's all in moderation and even with me like I know when it's time that I can you know cheat like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. do it all the time. I feel like I meal plan prepping, too, is, has really helped me because I know what I'm going to eat. I have it. It's planning out my meals. I know I'm going to, you know, consciously make healthy choices. And then if it's, like, a few days and I've been eating straight greens and chicken, I can, you know, treat myself yeah. to, like, Takis or something. My you, you almost, like, feel when it's, like, time. Yes, you do, 100%. Like, right now, it's not time. Yeah. I did it too much yesterday. Yeah, see, that's good. And that's good that you're aware of that i think that wraps up my body section i'm gonna go into the soul and kind of just want to talk to you about your spiritual awakening and just to give the definition or not really definition but to explain if people don't know what it is it's kind of like you're unassociating is that a word unassociating disassociating disassociating you're like not associating with your old paradigms and the world starts to change and it does not look the same as it used to be and how i can explain this in my this book i'm reading it's called the seven habits of highly effective people you know that picture i showed you where it's like the old lady but also the pretty lady yeah but i didn't see one okay of the so if you guys want to look it up they call it my wife and my mother-in-law it's an optical illusion i'm pretty sure we've all seen it and if you look at it one way it's a young lady but if you your brain can look at it a different way. It's an old lady. And that's kind of how I can explain the spiritual awakening is it's all the same thing. We all see this, <clears throat> excuse me, we all see the same world. But when you go through this, it's kind of like everything's a little brighter and more real, you know? Yeah, it's all about perspective. It's all perspective. So I was going to ask you, when did you, st well, I know, but just to answer to them, when did you start your spiritual awakening? And was there a significant trigger that you remember? Yes, it was... Right before I left for college, I broke up with my, like, first serious boyfriend. And I got a tattoo on my wrist of a butterfly. And it symbolizes, like, new life. And I swear, like, it was definitely, like, a really long work in progress. Like, in high school, we would talk about some philosophical things. But honestly, see, there's so many layers that were unwrapped. That was definitely the first one because I remember, I remember at that time, everything I was thinking was coming true and I'm not exaggerating. I would write it down. 
I have like a bunch of notes and like Snapchat saved of me being like, why does everything I think happen? And like, that's my notice. Like I was seeing like things I would be thinking of and it never happened like that much before. And then I remember my freshman year of college, I went through another like mini breakup with this guy I was talking to in college. And like, I was so alone and I was so uncomfortable with being alone. It took a while. Oh yeah, there's like, so much like there's so many layers mm-hmm. it keeps I'm like getting it. deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper because i mean that's after like the route to enlightenment like you know obviously we're never going to be enlightened beings but there's so many layers that you have to unravel to just get closer to just being yeah I, okay but i'd say that breakups definitely push me yeah how about you mine was, um, mine was covid when you know, we had family situations going on, and I was, again, alone. Like, she was alone, because oh, yeah. I was, like, living with my boyfriend. Yeah, I don't really want to get into what happened, but I was alone for a, a few months, I would say, and I never really went through a stage where I was uncomfortable being alone. Obviously, yeah, like, not as comfortable as I am now, but growing up, I always loved my alone time, but I remember in those months during COVID, I was so alone that I kind of had to you know, get to know myself more. I I was forced to. Synchronicities kept showing up and my intuition was heightened. Um, you know, random occurrences just kept happening. I felt so much love just where I had never seen it before. Life just started to feel lighter and I think that was one. But and that's also, crazy to me because we, like, not to get into it, but we were going through, like, a really, like, rough time. And, like, the fact that you could still see the light through all of it, like, not many people could do that. Yeah, and I think it... Because I've always, you know, I've always tried to see the silver lining. So I feel like when something like that happened, or when that happened, I was forced to just really see it. And it kind of pulled me into the light. But also, you know, having gone through a toxic, I don't even want to call it a relationship because I'm not giving him that title. I'm not giving him that credit to even have dated me. But I went through this, you know, time where I was with someone that was um, not for me. And I was, after that ended, I was really, like, depressed. No, I wouldn't. I don't want to say depressed. But I was very sad, very, very sad. We both were. We both were going through our break, breakups, quote unquote, me, at the same me time. Me and her, not him. And yeah, you know, me and my sister, and that also pushed me so much to just you know kind of shed a layer, become that butterfly, and yeah, those were definitely the two significant. I think it started around three or four years ago. Yeah, and we have a like a friend. Well, she was on here, Iggy, and whenever the three of us would hang, hang out, like we were like three little philosophers like yeah. we would just talk about life and like both of them would help me realize so much and yeah and even like I don't even know like I feel like my last well literally the other day I felt like I had a little awakening but nothing significant okay like I don't know about you guys or if anyone can relate to this but when I've had like super like big chunks peeled back I almost like go through where like the world feels altered for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I remember last year we, we were sitting in our sorority house driveway and I was like, is it ever gonna end? Mm-hmm. And it was like for days, it just felt altered. And we went to a psychic one time where like some spiritual story, we were like, is it ever gonna end? And they're like, it's just gonna keep getting deeper and deeper. But like right now the world feels normal. Mine has never felt normal. Well, ever not again. normal, but like I wanna go through like another one. And you will. Um, I remember like feeling very confused at what was happening you know we felt like we were the only ones we felt like we were so weird we tried talking to people about it we were like what's going on we couldn't get this definitive answer because it was us and our other friend Iggy shout out Iggy she was on here and us three would always talk about like what's going on like why do we feel this way 
but it wasn't until we realized that a spiritual awakening was even a thing that we can put it to what we were feeling. And it was just like all the puzzle pieces lined up. Can you recommend any authors or YouTubers or anything that helped you along your journey? I think you can. Okay, I'll, I'll just say this really quick. So Isabella would always, like, a couple months ago before I got into reading, which, by the way, reading, read, 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 and read out loud because the voice in your head is different than the voice that you say aloud, and it also helps with pronunciation using better words. Anyways, Isabella would always be like, well, you would always be like, I know I always push books on you, but I promise they work. And I started reading Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza and Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, which I'm like literally on page like seven of Becoming Supernatural, and I already like that better than The Power of Now. And it's I'm more like, scientific and logical. Yeah, and like it gives. Okay, I, I do really well with scientific backup when I can see that things are actually like fact based. It, it helps me believe it better. Like, I believe in... I do believe in God, but, like, that's not what I'm talking about here. Like, the way that we think is the way that our body works, if that makes sense. Like, the fact that you can heal yourself, like, that... Oh, it like, the thoughts that you create or the words that you say... Create your reality. Create your reality, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, for so long, this has been, like, a topic where, like... I remember my first topic when I was just starting to, like learn about all this I would look up like how to manifest but there's so much that goes into manifest yeah it's and your whole state of being you yeah. have to change your you whole... can't just ma- you can't just be like I will have a million dollars yeah. by tomorrow like I remember when I was like going through my self-love journey you know things would come to me very easily and I, all my friends would be like how do you manifest like show me how to manifest I'm like no it's not how do you manifest it's like you need to literally recondition your whole brain and like just embody your and frequency soul. literally um, but yeah, I can definitely suggest Eckhart Tolle. Oh, and also like uh, TED Talks. Just mm. TED mm. Talks. Like when I'm getting ready in the morning, brushing, brushing my teeth, just having it playing. Like I swear it'll like start your day. Or just calming music. Yeah. Um, this YouTuber Hitomi Machizuki. Oh yeah, Susie told me about. Really? Oh, she's amazing. Oh, I look up to her so much. Luca Whitaker. Oh, wait, never mind. You probably just talked to her. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Luca Whitaker, her old videos, though, she talks about, like, manifesting and all that. Aaron Doty, he's really cool. And Victor Odo, they're, like, friends. Victor. This girl, Lynette Adkins, she's a YouTuber. She's really good. Hines, H-I-N-D-Z. He's so calming. He has podcasts. He's such an inspiration. And then also Dr. Joe Dispenza. What does nourishing your soul look like to you? loving myself and like I've struggled a lot with negative self-talk and throughout the past couple months I've been trying to like redefine honestly okay this could be a whole episode in itself but I feel like I did go through a little bit of like a identity crisis when I got to college and like it's still trailed along it's followed me three years later but it's gotten a lot better but I feel like this past like couple months like I've realized like you are with yourself till the end. I tend to say things and then take it back or think, was that weird? Was that not what I was... Like, I doubt myself a lot. But I've been really working on saying what I mean with all the will that I have in me because I believe what I say. Because no one is going to believe... Yeah, no one is going to believe you if you don't believe yourself. And that is something I've realized. Like, if I'm coming across unsure, everyone around me is going to be like, this girl doesn't even know what she's talking about. And I do not want to come off like that. Yeah, for me, I feel like being in nature truly just, like, calms my whole being. Yes. Um, yoga I've been really getting into and just, like, 
breathing into the positions. It, it feels so good meditating. I always preach. Um, doing things to help other people truly yes. can help yourself. But, oh my God, you need to take the Myers-Briggs personality test. Oh, Iggy told me about this, I think. Or it was a different one. No, sure. it's the biggest personality test in the world. We took it in my class and my letters were ENFP. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. What I are you? I, I, I forgot. Okay, well you have to take it because I'm called, my label was the champion and literally dude, my things, it was exactly me. It was like naturally gifted at helping people wants to be a life coach or a motivational speaker. Like I feel like I'm always that friend that's helping people and that's fine, but sometimes it does drain me a little bit and mm -hmm. I'm just like, why can't someone care for me the way I care about them? Like. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I am going to because I swear I'm like one of the most care. I might be the most caring person I know. Like yeah. not even joking. Like I care so much about the people I care about, and like, like not you. Like you, I, I can feel that you care, but like sometimes I feel like I just don't get that from my friends, and then I question like who are my real friends. But it's like okay, not everybody has this ability to do it to the extent that I do or show it the way that I do. Like yeah. maybe they think it and feel it, but and I'm just really like. There are like, people out there that you know will come in your life. Trust me that you'll be surprised at how they did. But also with the self talk, like positive self self talk to yourself, affirmations, just you know convincing your subconscious that you are a certain way. Because they don't know the difference. Right. Your subconscious is oh my god, like. The being supernatural, the Anna story of when her husband jumped off the building and she was replaying that memory oh, and her yeah. body literally did not know that she... Okay, because when you're like replaying a traumatic event and those stress hormones go up, your body doesn't know that it's not actually happening in front of you. And if you live in that chronic state of stress, your body will deteriorate. Yeah. And I've learned that that is why I can't... I used to be very scared of death, about my family dying, and I would literally replay like them getting in a car accident and get my heart to beat faster mm -hmm. and i realized well being present has really helped me like what what you see in front of you that's all you should be thinking about and worrying about if something happens you'll deal with it then but there's no point in doing that to your body that is horrible mm -mm. and then also what i've kind of implemented is when you this is like along with nourishing the soul is when you think a compliment about someone else, tell them. Yes. Like, tell them. These because, are good. Yeah, because it'll make, well, not only will it make you feel better, but you'll make their day, and it'll just, it's so good. I, I've, I've been loving doing that. Yeah. The last question is, for someone wanting to go through a spiritual awakening, what advice would you give them? I think you really need to prioritize yourself, and you need to really start finding yourself, if, that, if you haven't already. And what that means to me is, taking time alone and it's for a lot of people it is going to feel uncomfortable at first but you need to like see who you are when no one's watching and get to know and get to love yourself I, this is kind of a hard question because like i didn't even like realize i wanted to go through one it just kind of happened mm -hmm. i don't want to be like some go people definitely at, definitely try to you know there's yeah, so many people out there that i want wish to. i could give better advice well i think you are right on was just like you know finding time alone just really getting to know yourself is definitely the catalyst for it and just um keep educating yourself and keep implementing the practices that you're learning into your life and you know it'll make the world a better place right man. like put it out there and it'll all happen with divine timing it'll happen when it's supposed to but just keep you know gratitude keeping grateful yes, that's that's a, a big one, one. when a, i one of the, the, oh, the biggest ones yes when i started like thanking the universe for just like little things like I'll literally be on a walk and be like, okay, say five things right now. And, like, the first five th things that come to my mind, they're always so random, but they work. Like, smell the fact that we have onions sitting on our counter to make good eggs. No, but that's so true. Yeah, it's just, 
you know, don't be discouraged if it's not happening, if you're not seeing changes, because you will over time, you know, it's a, it's a gradual process, and you will, and yeah, I think that kind of wraps this conversation up, I think we definitely got some good advice going, conversation <laughs> going, <laughs> I hate saying that, I know, well, thank you so much Thanks, for girl. sitting here this morning and talking with me, I hope that, you know, people can take something out of this, and I'm sure they will, but I think, like, Isabella really started this to help people like she's literally always helped our friends and I just think this is awesome and you should start like a little question bank but definitely like Isabella sorry all cheesy like she was like the main reason that I went through my awakening and like I feel bad for people that don't have like someone like you in your life (laughs) no I do because like I would literally be not like anywhere like even when you move to South Carolina, I'm going to have to, like, FaceTime you and be like, okay, can we, like, talk about, like, life yeah. really quick? Because yeah. it always, like, brings me back grounded. Yeah. Sometimes I, I get lost. Up well, thank in you so much. It means a lot. Yeah. Okay, bye, guys. Thank bye. you for listening.